the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. I am a bad girl, especially when I'm coming off having had only a four-day work week in which I got to just enjoy myself and be lazy an extra day last week. Got me in a mood, I'm telling you. That and this constant humidity has me in a mood. Has me in a mood and and to, to be naughty. And to be a bad girl. Glad to have you guys here with me every night of the week, even if it's hot and humid and my hair is looking rattier than any old rat you might have seen. All right. We got so much to get into tonight. Monday. But, but however, I will tell you, Mondays are still my favorite day of the week, by the way, because what what else could make anybody happier coming off a weekend than getting to have fun at work? Right. So glad to have you guys here with me tonight. 888-344-1170. Got such a... Just a roundup of topics to share with you guys tonight. A Democrat senatorial candidate referring to himself as a woman. We got a mayor out of out of a town in this across America who says she's got to fly first class because she's black. (laughs) Wow, we've got so much to get into uh, with you guys tonight. 888-344-1170. Over the weekend, I talked extensively about uh, September 11th on Friday, which was the anniversary of September 11th was yesterday, obviously, for those of you who know the calendar. We're going to talk about it a little bit tonight as well, because even though the day is behind us, it's something that we need to be remembering all the time, because yes, the threat continues against us. But even more, one one of the reasons why we need to talk about it is because the way that the Democrats... Across the board of the Biden administration, the way in which they spoke about September 11th was despicable to me. Because the way in which they spoke about September 11th was to claim, was to put it in the background, shove it aside, and claim that 75 million MAGA voters are worse than the terrorists who took down the Twin Towers, put a plane into the ground in Shanksville, and flew into the Pentagon. 888-344-1170. Did you watch any of the coverage? Were you shocked by it? Are you now thinking that, okay, now now I'm believing that they are going to come for me at some point in this country because they have now bastardized September 11th in order to declare war, the war on terror. Remember how we had that term, the war on terror? The war on terror is now against you, MAGA. Officially, 888-344-1170. Before I go any further, I got to bring in my man, 
helping me wage a war against the libs every night of the week here on The Answer San Diego. And it is, of course, my man DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. We're putting the interests of America first. They're part of a long American tradition of proving democracy's critics wrong, of showing that we have the courage to stand up for what is right and what is necessary. But I heard a lot of people, Andrea, and I, and the beautiful part is I don't even know their political persuasion, that they had people that they knew, deep, close family and friends that lost their lives on September 11th, and they are outraged by this. So I, I don't even think this has anything to do with MAGA. I think them trying to push 9-11 to the side, bad move. It was a talking point that I predicted. It was a talking. I said a week and a half ago, MAGA is now going to be treated worse than Al-Qaeda. People acted like I was I was a kook, just like and and today on Monday, I also went back and reminded the phony conservatives and I talked about it on January 6th in 2021. I've been talking about it since you are at the, the conservatives that were hand ringing and knob boning and all hysterical over. Oh, my gosh, some guy in, in uh, some with the horns on his hat, put his feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk. All the all the phony conservatives that went into hysteria mode over this, including Sean Hannity with text messages to Trump, offer a pardon for Hunter Biden. The kind of the kind of over the top reactionary hysteria on the part of so many conservatives have fed the monster that has us in a place to where now we've got political prisoners in this country. We've got those who question the outcome of an election of a Democrat win, by the way. Because it's still okay to question the outcome and try to stop a, a Republican from winning office. That's okay. But if a, if a Republican, particularly a MAGA, questions the outcome of an election, they are now consider, considered to be worse than a terrorist who flew a plane, the Islamic terrorist who flew planes into the Twin Towers on 9-11. That's where we're at. And we wouldn't be here but for the establishment Republicans and the phony conservatives in media that piled on. Piled on. And while they're piling on MAGA as though we're worse than what happened on, on 9-11, the Biden administration is negotiating behind the scenes to let those, including the mastermind behind 9-11, avoid the death penalty. You think I'm crazy? Oh, and then there's this headline related to what you just talked about. Could Biden look to bypass Congress on the Iran nuclear deal? Well, that's kind of separate because that's the, well, it, it is, but it's, it's, it, it is because it's Islamic terror. Because one of the things we said Friday night, I'm glad you brought that up. One of the things we said Friday night is Islamic terrorist flew planes into the Twin Towers, Shanksville, and the Pentagon because they hate America. And we've been apologizing to them ever since. And not only have we been apologizing to them, the Obama administration, do you, you remember what Benghazi was about? Because, oh, by the way, never forget what happened in Benghazi on September 11th. The result of a terrorist attack that was predictable, that was indicated by a non-Al-Qaeda group, because there's many more Islamic terrorists out there that don't, were not under the banner of ISIS or Al-Qaeda. That was a terrorist attack. What was that going on? That was the fast and furious of the Middle East in which the Obama administration was funneling all kinds of U.S. weaponry over to Islamic terrorists in Syria at the same time that they were working behind the uh, behind the scenes to arm Islamic terrorists in Iran, the largest state sponsor, state sponsor of terrorism, which Iran was more responsible for killing Americans over there in the Iraq, Afghanistan war than anybody else. 
than I more than Al Qaeda and more than ISIS. Here's a here. I, I want to play this clip. This is uh, VP Harris, and and uh, Chuck Todd is asking VP Harris: Is the threat from within equal or greater than what we faced after 9/11? Skins, please play clip one. Look, we're at the 21st um, marking, if you will, of the September 11th attacks. Yeah. This was a foreign terrorist attacking our democracy, yeah. attacking this country. Yeah. We're now, as a nation, battling a threat from within. Is the threat? equal or greater than what we faced after 9-11? That's an interesting question. Um, I have held many elected offices as district attorney, attorney general, senator, now vice president, and there's an oath that we always take, which is to defend and uphold our Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. We don't compare the two in the oath, but we know they both can exist and we must defend against it. Very interesting clip. First of all, that's Kamala Harris at, at her most serious, right? And what she's attempting to sound the most intellectual. A um, couple things that she first of all, notice the generic language. There's nobody that I have heard in, 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 in anywhere in the course of remembering 9-11 that has used the term besides me. Tell me, and, and by the way, 888-344-1170, you heard anybody else? Everybody else has taken the word Islamic terrorist out of it. They've taken the word Islam out. Following along Barack Obama, who said that the Islamic state didn't have anything to do with Islam, right? So Chuck Dodd is going, uh, 9-11 was, a, was foreign terrorist. Um, it is the domestic terrorist greater than what we faced? See, when they take the name, when they take the face off of what happened in 9-11, they've let time go by. Nobody's reminding you what 9-11 was about. I didn't see any, I didn't see any footage of the planes being flown into the, into the towers. I didn't see or hear any reference to Islam, which is what those terrorist attacks were about. It's part of why the American people have, have gone so far as to, as to not only forget, but be willing to be indoctrinated into the notion that MAGA is a greater threat. But what's also interesting is not only, did they, not only are they taking the word Islam out of Islamic terror and replacing it with the word foreign terrorist, that's by design. Because you'll also notice that whether it's Kamala Harris whether it's uh, Mayorkas, who was talking about this, Joe Biden, they're using, they're also generic in terms of their definition of a domestic terrorist. That's also by design. Because they don't want, they don't want, they, they want to act as though this, this is some legitimate threat that is equal to. If they have to define it, then they can face backlash. If they, if they have to be, if she had to be honest and say, which is why Chuck Todd didn't ask her, well, what is a domestic terrorist? Define domestic terrorist. They don't want to define it right now. They want it to seem vague, but everybody knows it's MAGA, right? Do you see where I'm going with this, Skins? The, the, intentional, the intentional vagueness of what a domestic terrorist is? If they were to tell you that they have defined domestic terrorism as, and what they have in their counterterrorism unit as a DVE, uh, that it is people that believe in limited government, People that question an outcome of an election. People that go to school board meetings. What would the American response be? 
it'd be like, what? That's most of the country, including Democrats like Karine Jean-Pierre, who didn't accept the outcome of the election, whether it was 2016 with Trump or whether or not it was George Kemp. In fact, they're so short on domestic violence extremists in this country, DVEs, that whistleblowers have come out of the FBI and said all across this country at field offices, they're cooking the books and trying to pretend that even according to their own definitions, they actually have people that are DVEs. It may not be making sense to people out there why, why they're having to be intentionally vague. Because they can't just come out and say, hey, you know, this is political and we hate MAGA. But that's exactly what this is about. A hundred percent of what it's about. Why they've got to continue to push the nonsense that what happened on January 6th was an insurrection. But you know who's you know who's just as bad about this? Lindsey Graham and 20 other Republicans have come out and said, I believe it was 20 other Republicans have come out and said on the heels of Trump saying that if he wins re-election, that he's going to he's considering pardoning those from January 6th. Here's how you know it's about MAGA, right? Uh, Lindsey Graham, Lady Graham even came out and said that that would be unacceptable to pardon. Well, first of all, any president can pardon whoever the heck they want. Second of all, what does that tell you about the Republican Party? They consider us DVEs ourselves, right? We're the domestic extremists to them. Because we're a threat to the uniparty system. Later on in the show, we've got a story to share with you guys uh, that has to do with the sleepers. There was a report out a while back that had to do with uh, supposed Democrats. I think I played the audio of this woman, this Democrat from, I think, either South or North Carolina, caught on video saying that, that what we need is some sleepers. We need some Democrats running around pretending they're Republicans and having them having them, you know, uh, sway the outcome of the election. Well, we've got a, a story later on to share with you guys about the real sleepers of the Republicans that are working behind the scenes. Actual Republicans, not Democrats pretending to be Republicans, but Republicans actually working behind the scenes to aid and abet the Democrats in controlling the outcome of elections. But we're going to continue to talk about the new war on terror and the new war on terror the terrorist being us as MAGA when we come back. Wait till you hear what the Biden administration is doing in their negotiations while they're coming after us, how they're actually treating real terrorists who were behind 9-11. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The Answer, San Diego. Andrea K. bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. You want a little trivia, Skins, before we get back into talking about, um, can you handle it? A little trivia? All right. Let the me answer's s- Tom Cruise. No. <laughs> Somebody put this on my Facebook uh, today. By the way, you can follow me on all the socials at Andrea K. Um, I don't know if my man Carrot Sticks can hear me right now. Uh, okay, a little bit of trivia for you. Hey, does anyone want yeah, right. listen to this. Okay, everyone's age today is 2022. You follow? Everyone's age today, Sticks is laughing, is 2022. Here's how it works. Um, the whole world is the same age today. Um, you're, it's, you take your age plus your year of birth, and every person equals 2022. I see both my men in there using their little notepads. It's a, uh, and this was a meme that was posted today. It's so strange that even ex- experts can't explain it. 
And it's been it's That's been pretty crazy. It's been a thousand years in the making. Did did it work for you? That's you don't crazy. even have to work. you don't even have to tell anybody your birthday or, or any of that. But it does work. It did. It worked for me too. It totally worked for me. It worked now we might not work for sticks because we don't. He doesn't have a calculator in there. Did it work? It right? Is that crazy? I'm 27. I think Todd's 25. So yeah, you know, works out great. <laughs> 888-344-1170. Uh, take this. Take this quiz. What you do? Your age. Let me know if it did not work for you. I'm looking for somebody who it does not work for. You take your age plus your year of birth. So if your year of birth is 1970, so you would put the whole 1970. So you take your age plus your year of birth, and that should equal 2022. Two zero to age plus your year of your birth should equal 2022. I'm curious, 888-344-1170, if there's anybody out there who says it doesn't work for them. Okay. Um, I just thought that was fun. It is fun. Right? Um, have written that down next to my uh, royal name. Okay. <laughs> what was the royal name? It was. It was either Lady or Lord. Your pet's name... The, the last thing you ate and the last place you shopped. So today it would be Lady Gator Chocolate of Petco. <laughs> oh, mine would st- be still pretty similar. Uh, Lord Pete Blueberry of Bumdia. <laughs> okay. All right. Got to get back serious before the break. We were talking about how we've got a new war on terror. The war on terror is against MAGA. The, uh, most of people today, Kamala Harris and others, as to finding this, even though they're, they it, it, it were obviously bastardizing 9-11 for power, let no crisis go to waste, right? There was still a lot of vagueness going on in who the foreign terrorist was to say foreign terrorism is no longer the greatest threat. Domestic terrorism is. But there's all there's also uh, and they're trying to do that to be clever. But we all know what it means. Look at Senator Mark Warren out of West Virginia. Here's what he had to say, because this is this is like all over the media, completely coordinated narrative that was was obviously planned before 9-11 and actually going back to January 2021, because I said this is about declaring that 75 million MAGA voters are terrorists by calling it an insurrection. Right. Here's what Mark Warren Warren. Warren or Warner had to say, he said, the stunning thing to me is here we are 20 years later and the attack on the symbol of our democracy was not coming from terrorists, but it came from literally insurgents attacking the Capitol on January 6th. So I believe we are stronger. I believe our intelligence community has performed remarkably. Okay, first of all, let me stop. Stop. Shame on anybody, including conservatives that have used the I word to describe what happened on January 6th. A riot is not an insurgency. There was nobody there with any weapons. They didn't get near anybody. If you if you were going to use the, if you were going to use what happened in the Capitol on January 6th and call it an insurrection, you then why wasn't it called an insurrection in the summer of 2020 when Black Lives Matter and Antifa stood outside the White House, 20 secret service officers were were injured as they as they tried to get into the White House and according to the Antifa guy saying that they were going to yank Donald Trump and Mike Pence out of the Oval Office. That was an insurgency. Not what happened on January 6th. But let me go on. I believe we're stronger. I believe our intelligence community has performed remarkably. Only if you view, only if you're pleased with the fact 
that our intelligence community has been weaponized along with the FBI and the DOJ to to exploit use the Patriot Act, which should have never been implemented on the heels of 9-11, the panic that was used in order to amass and expand the power of the state against citizens was absolutely cynical and despicable. And they used that phony Patriot Act immediately to start filling up 80-year-old grandmas out of Iowa when they knew if, if, if the Patriot Act was supposed to be about something to protect citizens, it would have been focused, including the intelligence community, it would have been focused on one group alone, and that's Islam. Islam, Because it wasn't a bunch of 80-year-old Nordic grandmas who came from Sweden, whose ancestors came from Norway years ago. And uh, by the way, the intelligence community has not behaved remarkably, because when was the last time they solved the terrorist attack in advance and stopped it from happening? But I go on to address this statement. I think we still have new challenges in terms of nation state challenges. Russia in long term, a technology competition with China. Oh, like we got bigger problems with China than that. He goes on to say, but I do worry about some of the activity in this country where the election deniers, the insurgency that took place on January 6th. That is something I hope we we could see that some kind of unity and spirit, because what they were talking about was how we all unified together against the, quote, foreign terrorism that took place on 9-11. Let's unify together against Trump and his supporters. Meanwhile, the left is completely unified in giving the terrorists who killed Americans and, and actually killed Americans. The only American who died on January 6th was actually an unarmed white woman, a veteran, by the way. Who's, who, who, was, who was murdered by a man who didn't even have to be investigated simply because she was white, she was a Trump supporter, and he was black and a Capitol policeman. We have people that have been sitting, denied medical care, in solitary confinement, denied bail because of a political opinion in the United States of America. Meanwhile, what we've got going on in Gitmo where they're given halal meals, prayer rugs. I mean, it's like La Costa down on the other end of Cuba. Listen to what's going on with them. And these are, there are five Guantanamo prisoners accused in the 9-11 attacks. I want you to hear what's going on with them. This is according to CBS News and Catherine Herridge, who used to work for Fox News. Skins, please play clip six. Five defendants, all held at the military prison in Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, were formally charged in 2008 with helping to plan the attack. But their cases have stalled over access to CIA evidence and recently over COVID delays. Senior investigative correspondent Catherine Harris joins us now from the Pentagon with new developments on this. Uh, Catherine, good morning. Uh, the, the, the memory of 9-11 is strong, but the search for justice remains in terms of putting people uh, on trial and getting those charges to stick. Where are we on that front? And good morning to you. Good morning, Tony. CBS News has confirmed that military prosecutors and defense attorneys are negotiating potential plea deals that could take the death penalty off the table for the five defendants accused in the 9-11 attacks. They slaughtered Americans. People jumped to their death headfirst off the World Trade Center. 
people calling their loved ones on these planes for hours having to say goodbye. The economic destruction in, in this country. All the, all the firefighters and first responders who died trying to save others. Do you not remember the images of these firefighters going up the stairs into the Twin Towers as people were trying to flee? And they're not even getting, they're taking the death penalty off the table? Wow. We're not the United States of America anymore. But of course, it was, you know, we're the same country now that had a problem with them being waterboarded. What did we expect? They didn't, you know, people were, you know, uh, upset that they were having to, you know, be uncomfortable with some waterboarding. How have they not already been hung publicly? I'm for public hangings. We know they did it. They were first arrested in 2008. And according to this article, part of the reason why it's been slowed down is because of COVID, huh? Like I'm supposed to give a crap as to whether or not these these uh, military combatants get the COVID. But but also in part because the intelligence community hasn't handed over the information. That same intelligence community that Mark Warner just praised. So they're obstructing justice from those that slaughtered thousands and thousands of Americans and left millions of Americans suffering. I want you to hear from a family member and what she had to say. This from a gal whose brother actually uh, was the pilot of the plane that flew into the Pentagon. And by the way, if you follow me and you're one of these people who says that no plane flew into the Pentagon, stop following me. I don't want to hear from you. Listen to this woman, his sister. Skins, please play clip seven. He was living his dream. Pilot Charles Burlingame was more than a war hero to his family, who affectionately called him Chick. Yeah, here he is. Before the anniversary, his sister, Deborah Burlingame, shared his story at New York's 9-11 memorial. He was really our touchstone. And it was, he still is. On 9-11, Al-Qaeda terrorists took over Burlingame's American Airlines Flight 77, slamming it into the Pentagon. We didn't have remains for weeks. We were constantly saying to each other, what would Chick want? What would Chick do? But her grief has turned to anger. I was outraged. After learning a potential plea deal is under discussion for the five 9-11 defendants held at this military base in Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, including Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, the self-described architect of 9-11. You're in touch with other 9-11 families. Do they feel the same way? The families are outraged and they don't want closure. They want justice. But another group, September 11th, Families for Peaceful Tomorrows, believes a plea deal could deliver some measure of judicial finality. All five defendants and the government are all engaged in good faith negotiations with the idea of bringing this trial, which has become a forever trial, to an end. Um, we don't. Why are we trying to end a forever trial in any other way than to have these clowns executed? It didn't need to be a forever trial. So let me get this right. They're going to slow walk a trial using excuses like COVID skins. And then, well, we got to do a plea. We got to do some kind of plea deal with them and to end this forever trial, because that's what they always do. Manufacture a situation and then they've got to come in with a solution. 
that's of their own uh, 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 to a crisis, which is of their own making. But to talk about uh, they're entering into good faith negotiations with somebody who was the mastermind behind the greatest attack on American soil since 9-11. If you vote Democrat. Something's wrong with you. Something's absolutely wrong with you. At the end, and, and as for these family members who say uh, September 11th, Families for Peaceful Tomorrows, let me remind you of something. At the end of the day, it is the state versus these Guantanamo prisoners. It's not the individual families. And so my message to those families is, and the reason why when you have a criminal prosecution, it's the state versus the defendant is because these are people that have committed crimes, not just against these individuals, but against society. Against society. There's absolutely no excuse for this. So while they are demonizing us and calling MAGA the terrorist, uh, well, I, I guess it makes sense, right, Skins? I guess when you view people that question an outcome of an election as worse than terrorists who killed Americans, you know, why wouldn't you do this? Well, I'm just confused on why, you know, they say, well, you know, COVID slowed it all down. Yeah, COVID was 2020. That happened 20 years ago. How come they they haven't been tried, prosecuted, and had their sentence carried out by now? Well, because number one, a couple reasons, and I'm past the point of a break. Number one, the left has always shared the anti-American sentiment of the Islamic terrorist. Right? Including George W. Bush, who decided to take us over into two wars because he had the idea that they hated us for a reason. And if we just, you know, bake some apple pies over there and spent some money over there, they would love us. There's a part of the left in this country that agrees with them and is sympathetic to their cause, including Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar. They didn't care. And number two, they didn't really care about what happened to America. These anti-American, it gave them the opportunity to expand our government into the police state that it is. It gave them the opportunity, the Patriot Act, to do what they did against Donald Trump, illegally using these FISA courts. We didn't have these FISA warrants, these FISA courts until 9-11. So we gave them the data mining facilities. It gave them the means, the excuses and the justification to set up a police state against American citizens. So quite frankly, they're happy to just move on from 9-11, get rid of these guys, because quite frankly, they've gotten everything that they wanted out of the situation, none of which had anything to do with justice. And number three or four, that not only all of that, but the Democrats have been partnering with the Islamists for a while. It was Barack Obama who put the Muslim Brotherhood on his front row in his Cairo speech said, I'm a citizen of the world. It was Barack Obama, Barack Obama who brought the Muslim Brotherhood to the White House without even no clearances, by the way. It was the Republican Party who told Michelle Bachman, by the way, to shut up when she was warning that the Muslim Brotherhood had infiltrated all levels of the U.S. government. And why? Because it's the, they all share the establishment uniparty and the Democrats share an ideology with the Islamist. And it's about communism. It's about a centralized system of power. And they want to continue to forge that relationship and isolate their enemies. So we are in a war on terror, by the way. And it is us against them. And it's us against the Democrats and establishment and uniparty system and their Islamist partners. Going to take a break. We come back updates on the treatment 
of the domestic, what the left is considering the the new terrorist in their war on terror uh, that is involving Trump and uh, and the special master, as well as new uh, the DOJ issuing forty subpoenas from top Trump aides over January six, and these are some really big names. Stay tuned. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay show. Before I share with you guys uh, some information coming out of uh, on the news about uh, the continued targeting and treating Trump and his associates as domestic violence extremists, we're going to go to the phones. Jack is on the phone from Carlsbad, I believe. He's got something he wants to say on the war on uh, the war on terror. Hello, Jack. Welcome to the Andrea Kay show. Well, it's the perpetual war, but we have to go back to 1976 when Congress passed the National Emergencies Act, which gives the president the sole authority to declare a national emergency. So three days after 9-11, on September the 14th, Bush 43 declares a national emergency with respect to the war on terror. That emergency is still in force. It has a expiration date of one year unless it's renewed by whoever is president at the time for an additional year. So every president, including Trump, when it gets close to the anniversary of September 14th, it's usually around September the 10th that they renew it. It's uh, posted in the um, White House website, so it's probably posted now. And um, what it does is when you have a national emergency like the war on terror, mm-hmm. it suspends the Constitution. Mm-hmm. And that pretty much explains um, why your rights have been taken away. Well, and, you know, and clearly they have. And I remember at the time when people were so panicked over Islamic terror that they were so willing, you know, to go along with the um, infringement on our rights, as well as the gross expansion of the U.S. government with the Department of Homeland Security, the TSA, um, uh, the FISA courts, right? Um, Bush spending trillions of dollars on data mining, all these new, uh, you know, little old ladies literally you know, uh, being and people and children being physically groped and assaulted in airports because we can't give the appearance of of racial profiling. Well, you know what? As as uh, this one guy from Fox, they they fired him on Fox, as he said many times, it wasn't a bunch of Swedes that took down the Twin Towers. So, no, they had to uh, just like covid, right, where healthy people were forced to stay inside of their homes, healthy people being told to wear masks uh, and under the guise of the collective. Right. That we're all in this together. They, this is just all a continuation of that. That's this, Remember, those restrictions were due to a national health emergency. Exactly. So, so you're, you're under emergency powers, the Constitution is suspended. But here's the danger that I want to put up, point out tonight. Okay. The danger is this, is that the war on terror, this national emergency, has now been turned on us because Trump supporters are now considered the terrorists. Yeah. And what I'm predicting is this. I'm predicting that soon there will be a terrorist attack, similar, something similar to Oklahoma. And they're going to blame it on white nationals, Trump supporters, 
but it will be conjured up by the usual suspects. Well, yeah, right? because what we've yeah. already seen that happen. Yeah. yeah, we've already seen that happen because the uh, Gretchen Whitmer fednapping plot was about that. It was about um, taking this narrative. We still don't know how much the FBI infiltrated on January 6th, but we know that they did. We know that Ray Epps was, was a part of all of that. We don't, we don't, um, uh, it, it, the January 6th commission, of course, has done everything they could to stay away from that. Meanwhile, they're trying to blame, accuse Trump of trying to choke out a Secret Service officer from the back of the beast, right? <laughs> um, but we know that the Fednapping plots in 2020, uh, first on Gretchen, Gretchen Whitmer, and then they were going to try to do the same thing in that governor out of uh, Virginia, Governor um, KKK. Um, that was that was about infiltrating the supposed white supremacist groups, which they weren't. They found a bunch of pot smoker dudes and went to them and offered them pot and offered them all kinds of stuff. And, you know, for, you know, if, to, to keep to get them hyped up. So, yeah, that's exactly what the play is going to be. They're going to they're going to do something and go see here. That's why they're pushing this narrative. They're laying the groundwork for that. So, Jack, you're absolutely right. And thank you for calling in. I'm up against a break. Got to leave it there. All right, guys, 888-344-1170. If we're at war, there's a war on terror, and we're considered now the enemies, we're insurrectionists, we're enemies of of America, how do we act? How do we respond to that? What do we do? 888-344-1170. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Well, it comes up to 2021 for me, but in 10 days after my birthday, it will be 2022. So there you go. You got your, your one that doesn't add up. Oh, okay. Thanks. Well, okay, so he's saying, by the way, if you're just tuning in, we played this little game earlier somebody sent to me that if you take your age uh, now plus your birth year, then it should equal 2022. But I think you need to, I think, for example, if you're, if your birthday's in November, I think you go ahead and add that age. If you're, if you're most of the way through a year. Yeah, if you're most of the way through the year. So, yeah, so I think, so caller, double check. I would go ahead and say, because you're in this calendar year, right? Whatever your age is for this, am I, did I say that right? Yeah, because he's probably, you know, he's not his next year, but he's darn close to it. So just add it up. Yeah, right. Because did you? Yeah, because I think it depends on when your birthday falls, right? If you're close to your birthday, that would include. Yeah, mine's way past. So I literally just had to do age, age, year. Yeah, add it up. Fine. Yeah. Okay. What do you guys think? That it's supposed to be your age. I think when I did it, my birthday's coming up in a couple of months. I think when I did it, I went ahead and, and used that the upcoming birthday is what I think that I did. There's always one that's got to throw a little. <laughs> All right. Um, so the Department of Justice has, has issued 40 subpoenas and seized phones from top Trump aides over January 6th probe. Now, let me remind you, when Hillary Clinton was Secretary of State and actually had set up a home server in violation of the law and transferred 20-something SAPs, the highest level of national security that included special operations that were currently taking place and people had to be yanked out. They did not. There was no FBI raids of their homes. There was nobody perp walked. There was nobody arrested. And they were allowed to destroy their devices. But instead here, what we've got 
is we've got top advisors from Boris Epstein, who was on our show recently, Mike Roman, um, Rudy Giuliani, John Eastman. This is the Bernie Carrick. Bernie Carrick was the police commissioner. Rudy Giuliani, America's mayor after 9-11. And this is how they're being treated. This is how they're being treated. They're being tra- How are they being treated? Like they are terrorists in a war on terror. They're being treated worse than these people down in Gitmo are treated. Meanwhile, here's another story. You want to hear a story of uh, the contrast of the current Department of Justice and the continuation of two sets of laws we have? There is an assistant U.S. attorney who was found to have, quote, lacked candor, meaning he lied, about publicly exposing his genitals and sexually assaulting a civilian. The DOJ Inspector General's office announced uh, Monday that its investigation has determined that unnamed assist- we don't even get to know this person's name. Hey, hashtag Me Too movement. We don't even get the name of this assistant U.S. attorney who exposed their generals in a public place and forced a civilian to touch them, violating state law and federal off-duty conduct rules. Then the attorney lied about it. But they won't even use that that L word that, oh, he lacked candor in discussing the incident. This person still has a job. The inspector general's office said it sent the executive office for the U.S. attorney's office and DOJ Office of Professional Responsibility its report on the matter for appropriate action. And they have declined to prosecute. If you don't believe in the outcome of the election in January 6th, you can be thrown in jail and face up to 80 years and denied medical treatment. But if you just whip it out and force a woman to touch it... That's okay. It's fine. Hey, well, no problem. Still get your job. That's today's Department of Justice. Quote, unless otherwise noted, the OIG applies the preponderance of evidence standard in determining whether Department of Justice personnel have committed misconduct. So I guess in the U.S. Department of Justice today, in the U.S. Attorney's Office, it's not misconduct to force somebody to grab your junk. But what do you expect from an administration that thinks that it's okay for teachers to talk about orgies and all kinds of sex acts with kids and chemically castrate them? A little bit more, just about two years of this stuff left. I don't know. We're going to win this. We got to talk about some midterm elections coming up. It's crazy. Stick around. We got some more crazy to share with you. Fetter Woman is on the scene. <laughs> Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.